ignorance what's up good folks appreciate you guys uh listening in for another one of my podcasts around life and how it occurs to me and um and this particular podcast is around ignorance uh ignorance of the law ignorance of the monetary system ignorance about from a man's point of view to a woman and you could you know even say from a woman's point of view to a man in terms of intimate relationships <clears throat> even when it comes to ignorance about health, uh, as the saying goes, ignorance is bliss. And I get it. And at the same time, ignorance can be very, very costly. And in reading this book, uh, I just got a copy of uh, Black's Law Dictionary, 5th edition. And um, one of the things I just read in there was from an uh, interview I saw with this brother named, uh, well, he goes by the by the moniker or name Brother Polite. And he's talking about why black people should stop referring to themselves as minorities. And in law, and I'm paraphrasing the definition, in law, that means that you are not essentially, it's basically saying that you're not competent to oversee your affairs like an adult would be. So the distinction is to refer to yourself as a as being in your majority as opposed to being in your minority. I mean, because the power of words is really what stands out to me even before I got the Black's Law Dictionary and just really seeing just how powerful words are. And, and to get it from a legal point of view is a whole nother level. And like they say, ignorance of the law is no excuse. So like I said, ignorance can be bliss in, in a certain sense. And as I have it just from where I am right now, my studies and the things that I'm reading, a book on economics and finance, in addition to a book on uh, coconut oil and the miracle of coconut oil, uh, contrary to, to the propaganda that the American Heart Association has, has put out that is bad for you. Nothing could be further from the truth. And ideally, just to be clear on that, if you do use coconut oil, you want to make sure it's cold pressed, if at all possible, and unrefined. Uh, so, yeah, between that and then Black's Law Dictionary, wow. I mean, just wow, wow, wow. And uh, the other book that I'm reading on economics is, I think I mentioned that in my last podcast about uh, titled Rona, right? Um it's called Why Are You Still a Slave by this guy named Peter Johnson. He's Australian. And the, and the chapter that I just read, which inspired me to do this podcast, where he's talking about mortgage rates and how most people don't even understand what they're actually paying when it comes to their interest. It could be on a mortgage. You could even say on a credit card. And it actually, you know, I've been paying down on my credit cards from a trip that I made months ago that I really needed to make because I was going through a really tough time. I needed to get out of Georgia. I needed to kind of clear my space and um, just see if that might be a possibility for me to relocate out west. And the point I'm I'm getting to is I use my credit cards largely to finance that trip, something I normally don't do. And, you know, I've constantly been building my credit. When he goes into the whole breakdown especially like for people that have mortgages. And I'm paraphrasing. If you are into finance, if you are passionate about learning about money and how money works and how the system really works, you got to get that book. 
Why Are You Still a Slave by Peter Johnson. Uh, I got it because I listened to podcasts by this guy named James Nethery that is uh, a proponent of the infinite banking concept of becoming your own banker. And he has different people on there that are just you will never see on CNBC. You'll never see on Bloomberg television or any of those popular uh, news channels that talk about finance or stocks or investing or what have you. And to be clear, an insurance policy, especially in, from an infinite banking point of view, and I would even assert most insurance policies, as James Nethery would say, to uh, recreate a communication he uh, delivered on one of his podcasts is that uh, an insurance policy is not an investment. It is a replacement of a loss. That's distinct, right? Because sometimes people have it that an insurance policy is an actual investment and it's not. And this dude is a master at his craft. So if you get a chance, check out his podcast on YouTube. Um, and again, just to finish that thought about ignorance and how, you know, as I'm learning this stuff about finance and how they're charging you interest per day, which I kind of had some awareness of. And, you know, even one of my uh, uh, former business associates, still a friend of mine, who's very astute on finance, talks about how banks trade your money when the bank is closed. So even though they're charging you or giving you 0.1 interest percent interest on and that's a joke on the money that you have in their bank. And or what's even worse is thinking about how Bank of America wants to charge me for a regular checking account four dollars per month to keep it at a certain level. Uh, I know there's this other company, other bank, Citizens Trust, that want to char charge me ten dollars. And I, I cut them a little more slack because they're a smaller bank and I'm doing what I can to support small businesses and they're black owned. So, you know, I, I give them my business because I like what they stand for. And at the same time, I got out of that charge by switching to a different account that they offered. You know, and as long as I use my card like 12 times a month, then I don't pay any like a $10 fee. Right. And um, so, you know, reading this book and him breaking down how the banks just screw the average person. And because even a lot of people in the banks don't know how to calculate the interest on like uh, loans or mortgage payments and things like that, the average person ends up getting screwed. And all of these big CEOs and folks that are living these, you know, larger than life lifestyles, we finance that by our ignorance and not understanding how money works. So if there's anything I could implore anybody to, to, to take on, it would be to learn about history and to learn about economics and to learn about economics and to learn about history because they're one and the same. And uh, really getting to see how money works. And then I think back on all of the money that I've wasted over the years. I mean, thousands of dollars, largely because. I was just frustrated at my lot in life from the standpoint of the jobs that I was working and the money I was getting paid or wasn't getting paid, comparing myself to other people that were making more money, that had the nice car, that had the beautiful woman, that had the degree. And a lot of times they weren't necessarily happy either. 
and in 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 what he really talks about is how people will really buy into this narrative of um, living a life that's not even theirs just so that they can be accepted by society and it's be accepted by a society that's just as miserable as they are, you know, and I'm working at a very high end hardware store. We're like one of the top hardware stores within this particular company in the top five in sales. And where we make deliveries to is in a very nice part of Atlanta. And these folks got money. And just to see, you know, them, the homes that they have and the, a lot of times the things that they purchase is just fascinating to me to see how people will literally be in that conversation of keeping up with the Joneses. Now, in the, in the case with these Joneses, they got some money, right? And at the same time, it's still like this mindset of like, well, you know, if my neighbor Bob, you know, has the latest and greatest grill, then even though there's nothing wrong with mine, I'm going to get a bigger and better version of what Bob got. Just it's like a pissing contest just so I can, you know, stick my chest out a little more and say, hey, my, my grill's bigger and better than yours. It's like that's ridiculous to me. I never got that. Um, thankful that I, I never really felt that peer pressure in that way. I just, I never really, I mean, I like nice things, but I didn't feel like I needed to get it just to be able to say that I'm just as good or better than you, you know, the next guy. And, you know, really, again, just speaking to the whole conversation around money and finance, where we do a lot of these deliveries, I would be led to believe a lot of them are fairly astute when it comes to finance. I could be wrong. They could just be, have high-paying corporate jobs, you know, to finance these homes that if they were in California or New York, they'd probably be like $2 million, you know. Here, they probably go for a million, you know. But, uh, and they might be more like two and a half million in California and New York. Uh, nevertheless, the whole point is having an understanding of how the monetary system works, how finance works, how interest rates are calculated, um, why you want to have a fixed interest rate as opposed to a variable interest rate, which I did have at one time before my credit went in the tank. I had like a fixed interest rate of like, 10% or 12% on my credit cards at the time. I was paying on time. I was doing really well. And at, and by the same token, I was frustrated and miserable because I still didn't have anything to really show for myself in the way that I wanted, you know, not for anybody else, but for me. And, um, and so learning about this and how, you know, he breaks that down in the book, uh, Why Are You Still a Slave? Uh, wow. About how banks control people and how our ignorance of how banks operate actually finances our slavery and how when we don't learn to think critically for ourselves, you know, and how the school system teaches us all of this stuff that we never use in life. So why do we even send our children to state funded schools? You know, he didn't actually say homeschooling or make reference to that. And what I really got from that is what I have been of the mindset all along is that if I were to have children, that they would be homeschooled. 
And in the times that we're in, where they're talking about, I guess, mandatory vaccinations for children that are in school, all the more reason, you know, to have a child that's homeschooled. Um, so, yeah, just, in, you know, in closing, you know, not looking to have, you know, seriously long podcasts at this point. You know, I just want to deliver a quick and timely message that uh, ideally lands and is of value to you. Uh, the one thing I, I really got. From reading the book tonight is how ignorance just comes at a heavy price. It really does. And um, and how it's really important to teach your children how to learn how money works. And it's not that money is God. It's far from it. You know, wisdom is more important than money. And at the same time, we live in a society where money or currency, to be more exact or precise in my speaking... Money is really gold and silver, you know, currency is fiat dollars that the Federal Reserve Bank prints out of thin air. Right. That's what most people consider money, which is actually currency. Um, you know, to really be aware of how this game is played so we can play to win and we can set ourselves and future generations up to win. When it comes to this money game, especially black people who have disproportionately not been on the plus side of money when it comes to that conversation of generational wealth, um, vitally important. So take it upon yourself to learn some things about money and really be empowered and get beyond this conversation of being ignorant. And a lot of people are like willfully ignorant, which is even worse, you know. They, they, they'll like defend their ignorance, you know, they're like wear like a badge of honor and uh, and just leave them folks alone. If that's where they are and you in a conversation with them, don't argue with them. Just let them have their point of view. Let them have what they want to hold on to and and move on to the next conversation. Move on to somebody who you can actually have an intelligent conversation with where there are breakthroughs in communication that occur from that communication with with another person so yeah learn about money you know learn about law i'm um, looking to get more into the black's law dictionary and uh and really be empowered and i you know i got a copy of the constitution um excuse me uh the gettysburg address and the bill of rights and uh thomas Paine. Great American Patriot, his book called Common Sense that I purchased at um, Barnes and Noble probably old, a couple of years ago. And I read bits and pieces of the uh, uh, the book uh, with the Constitution. Um, I'm going to you know get more into that now. And granted, in light of everything that's taking place in this society now where the government is playing God and saying screw the Constitution because the corporations run the government. And then the government is basically telling the people what to do when it's actually in a more balanced society. It's the other way around. The people tell the government what to do and the government tells the corporations what to do. However, the corporations have essentially taken over the world. That is a fundamental problem right there. So let's all pray some good prayers and hope that uh, it ain't too late, because I tell you, at times the way. Things show up and some of the vibes that I pick up from people in this particular time of just straight fear and panic 
about this so-called pandemic, which is really just a cover. Again, I'll say that again. It is a cover for the fact that these financial markets have been being propped up since 2008 when Obama bailed out those bankers when they should have been thrown in jail. And I think uh, one of the ladies I follow on Instagram talked about that, how they have some type of virus every election year. So this is the latest and greatest and worst one. And this is only a cover for the fact that unemployment's about to run out. Mortgages are about to come due. I think people got a, a stay or forbearance or whatever you call it on their mortgages or rent uh, during the time that this whole COVID thing first started to happen. All of that start about to start coming to an end. And then, you know, I heard him say recently that basketball, professional basketball and professional baseball is about to start back up. Well, how is that? When you have what they're supposedly predicting will be a second wave of this so-called virus that happens in October, or November, that's supposedly going to be even worse. But you're going to have sporting events. So all I hear is just another way to distract people from what's really going on in their life and that we're headed towards a depression. And so it's never too late to learn. It's never too late to educate ourselves. It's never too late to be as ready as we can be for the ebbs and flows and for the ups and downs that happen in life. You know, whether it's a, a pandemic or anything, it's always going to be something that we as human beings have to deal with on Earth. And at the same time, the best way to put ourselves in a position to be unfazed by those things as they occur is to educate ourselves and make strategic moves as God, as the creator, as Allah, as Buddha, whoever you worship, Krishna, what have you. If you believe in higher power for guidance daily and uh, to help us navigate these earthly waters, because there are some seriously dark forces out here attempting to get people jammed up. So keep your head up, stay encouraged, and keep reading, you know, keep studying, keep uh, showing yourself to be approved, I think is one of the scriptures in the Bible. And um, I am of the assertion that grace and mercy will always be there to guide us through some of these difficult days, because I know it's been there for me many times when I didn't know how I was going to make it from one moment to the next. So keep your head up. And keep studying. Live long and prosper, as the Vulcans say. <laughs> Take care.